Hey Matt, where are you? I'm currently at the Bella Vista Hotel. Why? Because I like podcasting and I really, really like beer. Yeah, I really like beer too. You can do them both here at the Hills Podcasting Studio. Grab a beer and do some podcasting, but not on a Monday night because that's when we're here. Sounds good. I'll be there. You know what else is at the Bella Vista Hotel? I have no idea. The Sherpa. He frequents here. This is a watering hole for him. So he'll pop up. Podcasting, beer, Sherpa. What's better than that? You had me at Sherpa. As always, we are brought to you by The Cover. You can find them at thecover.com.au or The Cover AU on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and just wherever you find good podcasts. And we are back. Welcome back to a bonus episode of the Fifth and Dribble Podcast. You're sitting here with your boys, Matty B and Locke. Locke, what's good, my guy? What is going on? A bonus one for free. Bonus one for free and that. You know what we're mm. saying? Like we told you we were going to start coming back with um, two days, two weeks. And uh, this is probably the birth of it. It's just we're just kind of disguising it as a bonus one. Yeah, probably. Sounds probably. Right. That sounds about <laughs> right. Uh, joining us as well. We have the big man. We have Alex from Rugby League Realm. Welcome, Alex. How are you, my guy? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. You know, the name changed, the whole brand changed now. You guys might recognize me from the previous pod I've done, Rugby League Live 5, but no, new and improved. New and improved, and we love it. We love I, lo- it. I like the Realm. How'd you, how'd you land on Realm? I like that. Uh, you know, it, it was. I had a few names that lined up there, and then I had a few logos lined up, and I sent it out to a few people, and... People saying, you know, it's pretty similar to Rugby League Guru. I don't know if you can go down that route. Because originally mm. I was really liking Rugby League Geek or the Geek of Rugby League. Ooh, yeah. that's cool but too. But it's just a bit too close to Rugby League Guru. It's pretty big in the Rugby League game now. So I um, I, I think I went on to the new chat GPT and it just kind of spurted out names, trying to get ideas and Realm popped out. I was like, yeah, Rugby League Realm, I can do it. And then my mate made up a logo for me and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, RLR has just like a really good like ring to it as yeah, well. It does, right? Like yeah. it's just that abbreviated really yeah, well. Yeah, abbreviates really, really well. Nah, big fan. Big fan. Love the love the logo. Love the stuff that you're doing over there. Like all of the new card art and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, not gonna give too much away, but people might be seeing us uh card arting together in the upcoming Is it a verb? Uh, card art. Card art. Yep, it's all one word. Cut out. Cut out. People are going to see his card arting together uh, coming into the new season possibly. So stay tuned for that. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Um, big fan of that. I'm, I'm actually really keen for potential of that to happen. Not saying <laughs> that it is. Not saying it's, not. it's all a legend. It's all a legend until it actually happens, right? Um, so today, guys... Again, thank you for tuning in. It is going to be a rugby league focused bonus show today. And the reason that we got our guy from the rugby league realm on today is because he's a super coach wizard and we are absolute rookies in the super coach world. So we're going to break break it down and, and pick his brain a little bit. But before we touched on it on the Tuesday show, so go back and listen. But weekends, man, we hit the Ron Massey Cup up. We, uh, we went to the Penrith and uh, Parramatta trial. What are you... How are you feeling, Lockie, now that football is back? Feeling good. 
I yeah. felt really good. It's a trial, so what can you do? But I felt yeah. really confident after it. And it was good having it on the TV again. I like that they've, I don't like the preseason challenge because it's like, who cares? Yeah. But it's good having KO do all the games. The St. Helens game was cool. Like, it was fun just to have it all back on TV. Yeah, Alex, are you all right after uh, after the loss? After the, uh, can, you take, can you take positives away at least? I was a bit disappointed with Dragon St. Helens because I did have St. Helens 13 plus. So oh, he, wow. he went against the Dragons. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I, I'm on another podcast as well, most weeks, Supercoach Talk, um, and they asked me, like, what's your, how are you feeling about this game? Give it to us in a short summary, and it was pretty simple. It was Dragons bad, or St. Helens good. <laughs> yeah, true. Right, I, I guess St. Helens, like, brought their, their Tier 1 team over. And yeah, that's ran right. a few like Tier Jack Wellsby, who's like Mate, an he's absolute a, star I over was, there, yeah. and we didn't even have Ben Hunt. I was going to say, I was True. saying to you and to friends of the show when we were out on the Saturday night, Jack Wells, man, he could play here. Oh, he needs to come over. Oh, like he would be such He a would gun. be a freak. He should mm. come out mm. here. And I mean, I love the St. Helens jersey, grey on grey. Yeah. Didn't think of... It's a bold choice. Yeah, but it was cool. All the all the sponsorships really pop on the grey on grey. Yeah, well, I mean, they literally wear the St. George jerseys when they play. So that yeah, true, <laughs> true. I wonder, if, uh, I wonder if the NRL, like, you know, we throw our sponsorships out there a lot, but I wonder if we're going to get like the, the long ass sponsorship, like actual ass sponsorship. I always like the St. Helens boys I have. I that from the Super League. All the teams have the ass sponsor right, yeah. right across the bum cheeks. I reckon that's where they chuck player names in the NRL. <laughs> they should. So that's actually, they should. Like, you know, Kalen Ponga's ass. It, it's not like, oh, I'm not looking at his ass. I'm looking at Ponga. I'm just looking at his name, just double checking who it is. Yeah, no, no, I'm looking at his ass for sure because he's getting his pe- <laughs> he's getting his pants pulled down every bloody game, Kalen Ponga. So, I'm looking at his ass for sure. Teddy, yeah, that's yeah. It's uh, but no, nah, it's good. It's good the football's back. Fuck, as we said, Saturday was so hot. Like, I don't know, I don't know if you're feeling the heat up there in the, in the QLD, but I tell you what, it it got to like 40 degrees. We're in the back of Blacktown. It was it was 40 in the shade. I don't know yeah. how the players. I don't know how they played. They were running. Am I feeling the heat in Queensland? <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's a good point. We are the heat. That is that that is a that is a good point. There's that is sports, a good point. Their cricket team is literally just. Called I, the know, heat. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Just described their surroundings. Like that's what we're going to name the team. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Well, okay, that's on me. That's you know that's a sh- that's shame on me. But yeah, 40 degrees in the fucking shade watching the watching the Ron Massey Cup, and your brother came off and just giving a fucking spray. Yeah. At the end of it, it's just like fucking heat. Fucking got me playing hooker. Fuck this. Fuck that. Like just not, <laughs> not ideal. It was, a lo- it was a long day out for the big fella. I will say he got in. I'm sure it was a cold shower and an early night for him. Yeah. Yeah. He was brave enough to stay and watch the next game. Yeah. Far, the New Cup game. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck around for that as well. But yeah, right after that, we had uh, Panthers Eels and that was, that was good. It, it must feel good for your C grade team to beat their B grade team. I, don't, I wouldn't say that's a C-grade Penrith. I reckon it was B-grade. There's some good guys in that team. Yeah, I don't like know. Like Taruva, Cogger, yeah, but that, um, Falls. Did you, did you actually though. see Taruva after the first 15 minutes? He had that um, that one where he kicked it on yeah, but and this, McLean grabbed it. He was, I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. you know. It was what it was. Expected. Yeah, expected okay. Now. It's expected. We need the champs. We need the champs. We need the champs. I guess so. I guess so. Did you have positive signs that you took away from the Dragons game though, Alex? Uh, yeah, a bit. I don't know. It was a bit. It was a bit of an odd one. Like the Lomax moved to the left center. Apparently, that's sticking around. I don't know how I feel about that just yet. Because last he's been brilliant on the right center the last couple of years, and mm. now the move to the left. So they're saying it's to shore up the left edge defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm still a bit iffy on that. Um, actually, Ben Mur- Ben Murdoch Masilla on the edge. Mm. I absolutely hated the idea of that, but he wasn't 
completely awful. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> so, well, yeah, Ben, ben Murdoch Priscilla is not really a name I would um, uh, associate with brilliance, but he, he held his own on the weekend. So, you know, I was pretty happy about that. But the rest, yeah, not not much to say really with him. Yeah, not a lot. I think with uh, that move of Lomax over to the left, you'll get less flick passes. I was going to say, surely it's to stop the flick pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <'Cause laughs> like that, that accounted for like half our tries last year. I know. True, but it also accounted for like all of your turnovers. Well, you so. gotta, I think you've got to live with it. When you need some spark, you just need someone flicking, right? Like, I guess so. But then when you've got like the eight saying he just needs to like put his fucking head down and pass the ball or like just focus on the football mm. and not focus on the flash, then, you know, maybe move him to the left side and then he won't focus on the flash. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I, maybe he'll just develop a, a fucking left-hand yeah, flick. He'll, <laughs> he'll get an ambidextrous yeah. flick going on. Yeah. I mean, he does have experience in fullback, so he, he can play both sides of the field. Yeah. I just don't know how effective it'll be yet. Mm. Who do you think plays but, out the centre? Moses Suli? Probably Suli. Like, yeah. Suli's too good to leave out. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like he can play either side as well because his game's pretty simple. It's just run, bus tackles and Just be the biggest dude in the field and run yeah, straight. Literally, yeah, like just, just dominate. That's, what, yeah. that's his game plan. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of game plans and going into next year, what are you most excited about with this uh, upcoming Dragons year? Are you just hoping not to have the spoon? I'm just hoping we don't get the spoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've put out... Uh, like team breakdowns on the Instagram recently with the cast patrol and I had them like 16th or 15th from memory. Yeah. I, I don't really have high hopes and I don't know if that's realistic or it's just me not wanting to be disappointed. So already like expecting the, the kind of lowest, but the team on paper is just shocking. So I'm just, I'm just hoping we can even pull off a 2022 Ben Hunt Dally esque season. Yeah, the the worry is how many how many of those does he have left? I see. I well, still, he's like thirty three or something. I know. Yeah. I, I still think the which dragons, is old in rugby league, right? The like it's, have some hmm. good pieces. Like it's tough. To, I think the coaching is tough, and not all the pieces gel. But it's like you do have Lomax, you do have Hunts, um, you do have Sully. Like you got some good guys running We've around. We've also lost our five eight fullback. Yeah, look that that and that and that, that sucks. Off, yeah, that and that sucks because it's off field shit yeah. too. And it's like I think they got a lot of potential. Um, mm. And like Cody, well, Cody Ramsey year was, of chemistry. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think there's bad. T- like I think there'll be teams fighting for the spoon this year. I think oh, Manly yeah. fucking sucked this year, like really badly. And the Titans, I, I, they played a lot of their first graders the other night, and they did not look good. Yeah. See, the, the thing is with Titans the other night, they were playing a lot of the guys from last year without the new recruits. But those yeah. new recruits like Foreign and Verrills came in to clean up those 2022 errors. Mm. Like just the simple things and, and organizing the team because tw- that they looked like last year's Titans. They did. They did. Guys, it'll be a bit more organized, I reckon. I think it will be, but I don't know. Like Foreign, you used to have to eat your hat after Foreign played the full year last year. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have um, to eat a portion of and my like hat. Sam Verrills- I've seen that happen before. I've, I've, I've made that bet before and I've seen I've, there's a YouTube video of a guy in a group come in who lost a New South Wales Queensland bet and had to eat a bit of his hat. So there is on YouTube. There's evidence it can happen. Yeah, did, did and, I, and saw, I will do he... it, but uh, you know, Big Dick has to come to the party. He's the one doing he the barbecue. He has to supply the hat. Did, no, did, no, it's my hat. Uh, your hat? Yeah, it, I've I've had a I've got a new favorite hat since I made the bet. So we're going with the original favorite hat. It's my Foster's hat. Oh, I know the hat. Yes. It's a good hat. It's a good hat. I will be depressed to cut that up and eat a little bit of it. Yeah, probably. What sauce? 
Oh, a bit like the PK. I just drown in barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce, probably best. The man drowns everything in barbecue sauce. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, how am I going to cook it? Does this YouTube video go into I'll, uh, detail? I'll, I'll send it to you on Instagram and you can Please check do. it up on the story yeah. so people know it's real. But Please yeah, do. No, it's, it's, I think he microwaved it from memory. Ooh, I, can't, I can't fully remember now, but it was something along those lines. How do, you, how do you have microwaved corduroy? That's yeah. what I want to uh, ask. That is going to be <laughs> soggy. That is going to be disgusting. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. For, my memory might be failing here, but he definitely. I, I vividly remember him eating it. So I'll, I'll have the YouTube link somewhere. I'm going to make you eat it. Please but I mean, like, have a drink on standby. That's yeah. all I ask. <laughs> they're going to suck. Like Manly's going to be really bad. Manly's going to suck. Manly's going to suck. I've got them in the same range around mid-table, sort of really? like 8th to 12th. So I think oh. there's, there's five so, teams quite clear there. Below that's a bit of a drop-off. So you reckon? So you wouldn't be surprised if they snuck into the 8th? I would be surprised. Like I've got them 12th. Yeah. But okay. that 8 to 12 range 12 is really close to like Broncos, Raiders, Dogs, yeah. Tigers, like that kind of grouping. Uh, that whole 8 to 12 range is super interchangeable. Mm. And I think there's a bit of a drop-off in quality from 12th to 13th, which I've got like Knights, Titans, and then Warriors, Dolphins, Dragons. Yeah, I, th- I think mm. the Knights hype lasted, what, a week? And then yeah, that kind of like dropped calf. back down and yeah. everyone was like, oh, they're actually going to suck. It's the coach, man. Some of yeah, these teams, it's the, the coach. coach. Yeah, they're one of those teams, and I think unfortunately, Alex, I think your team's one of them as well. Like I don't mind Hook, but oh, I think the Broncos shocking. are one of those teams as well. Yeah, but they're gonna extend him to twenty twenty five. Yeah, see, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's a like, he's an old boy. Broncos yeah, like yeah, boy. I know he's an old boy. Of what they do or how good they are. How long until Darren Lockie is in the fucking head coaching seat? You reckon? Ah, uh, he would have had a shot by now. I reckon he doesn't want you reckon? it. Yeah. What's yeah. the buzz around town for the Bronx anyway? People, people keen for this year. Oh, I, I try and avoid Broncos fans as much as possible. <laughs> I mean, that's that's they're, smart. That's yeah, a smart move. They're up in two minds. Some are saying like the they're, they're just they're so unsure with Haas as well, and he's supposed to be like the main guy in the team. Everyone loves Carrigan around here too. He's like a god nowadays. Him and Adam Reynolds, mm. but Haas they're in such two minds about. Like they know how quality he is, but they're just worried about him. Mm. And when, when he inevitably comes to Sydney Rooster. Yeah, look, that's that one hasn't gone away. Hey, that's it like, won't, that and it started won't, what, and it four years ago, and it just doesn't leave. That's and with sus. all this Angus Crichton like contract talk, if they can find a way to fucking give Crichton a little bit less, and mm. you know, do the Roosters thing of hey, we'll give you like ten years of employment afterwards, they'll make it up to you. I don't know if they can do that with Dom Young coming though. Yeah, <laughs> they'll just sign them both, mate. Doesn't well, matter. no, he's going to the Dogs, so I don't know what you're worried about. Oh, I don't know. He had dinner with um, Robbo the other night, Nick Politis, True. up his manager. True. Uh, that sounds worrying for Knights fans. Did you see the story today about uh, Fafita having a bit of a meeting saw, with the Panthers? No way Panthers can afford nah, it. There's no he way. He could barely the we could, guy on Twitter for Panthers. He came out and said it's dungeon BS. Did he? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how much I believe old mate I was Pete because he's, he's had a few things over the last couple of weeks where it's like, it's this. Oh, wait, no, it's this. But then it's this. But no, it's this. I was going to say, Panthers yeah. could barely afford yeah. Liam Martin. They can't bring in Dave Fafita. Oh, yeah, the t- loss of Appy and uh, Billy Army would have opened up the wallet a little bit. Yeah, and they lost Crichton. Like they're not resigning Crichton. No, you are. Right. There is some money there. Don't, don't say don't say that too quickly. You make him cry. Yeah, okay, no, he's no, already he's still <laughs> he's still coming to terms. I'm already with it. at like stage three of the grief thing right now. I was, yeah. I was listening to a podcast today. They were talking about it. And I started tearing up. I was like, this is tough out here. This is yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, he would be a perfect kick out replacement, wouldn't he? He would be. He would be. But. Again, like where are you where are you finding the money? Yeah. Where are you finding it? Well the, the the whole thing was that Titans were gonna pay half his salary. Look, if that if that's what's happening, I'm up for it. <laughs> if they wanna if they wanna pay <laughs> half of course you're up for it. 
Hey, if if like out. one of the best, if one of the absolute best fucking second rollers in the league want to come and play for my team and win a third premiership, like just come and fucking do it. Like why not? Possibly the most damaging player in the whole league. Yeah. I, th- I think he is like every time he touches we, the ball, we, every commentator is like, give him the fucking ball more, and like, yeah, yeah just like, like let's just come to Penrith. Yeah, I mean, it's weird when your only criticism is you don't get the ball enough. Yeah, and it's like I've seen this dude mm. pick up the ball from dummy half on his own thirty and score in the opposite corner. Yeah, it's and it's yeah, like your big I man. Should have twenty twenty one that try he had against the Knights when he scored like a hat trick in the first half. Yeah, yeah. the game. Tapped ten meters out and just dominated them. And he only touched the ball Bro. four times. He yeah, scored like three fucking tries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you that serious? Was, that was all of twenty twenty one. He's that got Randy game. Moss. To like, Fuck just, it. Yeah, straight up not an NFL ball, but straight up Randy Moss. Like, mm. shout out to the Super Bowl that happened today too. A little bit of movie magic. Oh, that was, let's not talk about that. that oh, oh, bit of an Eagles fan, are you? There you go, yeah, birds. Like that. Fly Eagles fly. Suns fan. So since about 2012, 2013. Oh, wow. So you've been, yeah. you've been like deep in the process. I've been through the wars. Yeah. Through yeah. the fucking wars. So we got an Eagles fan. We got a Jags fan and a Pats fan. We all walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a bad, sounds like a really bad joke. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. But uh, yeah, shout out Patrick Mahomes. He broke the, uh, broke the MVP curse today. Shout out refs for ruining everyone's day. <laughs> hey, well, no, hey, your your cornerback, whatever his name is, he fucking owned that shit. He's like, I grabbed the jersey. I thought they were just going to not call it. Uh, no, Pat, uh, the bloody Chiefs got over a lot of holding holding calls that weren't he's, actually called. He's the golden boy, of, isn't he, Patty Mahomes? The Steph Curry yeah. of the that, NFL. Bro, that 27-yard rush load that he had in the fourth quarter, then oh, he just, first of all, he hobbled the entire way, and I don't know how anybody didn't get a fucking hand on him. But I thought after I thought after he broke like the ten yard plane, I was like, okay, yeah, cool, he's going down. But then he ran another fucking seventeen yards. I was like, what? Someone get to him! Like seriously. Oh well, yeah, it is what it is. Depression summarized. What a fucking. You guys will be good. Depression next year. summarized. I love that. <laughs> you guys will be. Uh, you'll be good next year again. Jalen Hurts is only getting better. Yeah, him, Devontae. Like yeah, Devontae all, Smith's a freak. Super young. Yeah, you'll be all right. Anyway. Should we maybe talk some super coach? We should probably. That's uh, that's why we brought our esteemed guest on. That is why we brought our esteemed guest on. So, if you were to describe my friend super coach to a couple of newbies like us who have only been known to do the draft, how indeed would you describe it? How how in fact do we super coach? We are currently the big dumb bitches at the tree outs. Absolutely. Well, the aim of super coach is basically to create the best possible team, which is a squad of twenty five players within a salary cap of this year, 11.45 million. So each player is valued at what they scored last year, yep. um, unless they played less than seven games and they're a bit discounted like Tommy Turbo is. Yep. Um, so yeah, and each week you pick your squad of 17 to so 13 starters and your choice of four on the bench and you go up against uh, pretty much 150,000 people to try and get the best score every week and come out on top for the 50K prize at the end of the season. Okay, so it's four on the bench. I had the information that it was everybody on the bench. Yes, so he, he was trying to, so he was trying to tell me, I only found this out today, that if they're on the bench, you get half points for them. No, so it's you pick four reserves every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and they generally you want them to be. It's not exactly your four worst people on the bench. Sometimes you'll have them like starting if they play earlier in the week. Like you mm-hmm. want whoever's playing last in the round to be your reserve because yep. they accounted the same as your starters. Yeah, it's just your top seventeen, like in your well, top thirteen, and then your four reserves you pick. Um, but just in case, like if I have Dave Fafita and Josh Schuster in my second row, but Dave Fafita plays later in the round, he'll be in my reserve. Because if an hour before the game it drops out, I can chuck the reserve on someone else. 
Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's, it's the top 17 is scored every week and those other eight, their scores aren't counted. Wow. That's, it's already a lot. I feel like I should have a notepad out. <laughs> See, in draft, we just draft and hope for the best. Draft the team. Yeah, and hope for the I best. mean it's it's similar in classic, which yeah. is what the the main game mode is. But it's still like yeah, there's a bit of more strategy behind it. I feel. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm starting to see that because I've tried to put a team together, and I was telling you off air, I've got seven spots available, uh, and about two million. I don't know how much I need to invest into my into my bench, and I feel like if I'm going to be good this year, I do need to spend the 902k on the man with the wettest hair in the league, Nico Hines. Do you think that I need to go both Nico and Nathan to even Wait, get anywhere near competing? Since Supercoach opened up, those two haven't left my side. Oh, now see a lot of people say they're oh, so. Um, the ter- there's a few Supercoach terms. One's podding, uh, a pod and anti-pod. Mm-hmm. So a pod is a point of difference. So generally it's if someone is uh, 10% owned or less by the whole comp. Mm-hmm. So if, say, for example, in uh, Nathan Cleary is about 56% owned by everyone. Yep. If you were looking to anti-pod him, you'd be going against the wave, like against okay. the group. Yep. Uh, so I've seen a lot of people anti-potting Nico Hines with the likes of Sam Walker, Jerome Hughes, or someone really cheap like Tanner Boyd. Mm-hmm. Myself, I just, I, it's really tough to not start with Nico. Like even before the All Stars game, I was like, no, nah, he's still going to be one of the top players. Like, and he was unbelievable out of under- fucking position. Like he played fucking fullback. And well, just I mean, that killed is it. his position. So. He's a freak. Well, I mean, yeah, originally yeah, yeah. his position. I, mean, still, I was like, wait a second. Like, he fucking played in the seven last still year. still his best position. But, yeah. yeah, do you think the buy is going to affect much this year with having a quality backup in a few spots? Oh, definitely. Depth is key. Even yeah. the, the guy who won last year, Matt, he put out a, um uh, article in the Daily Telegraph today and mm. he one of the – like, his 11 keys of winning and one of them was depth, like how yeah. important it is and last-minute – not knowing, like if Cam Murray pulls out, who you have on your bench? If it, is it a, a no one playing, like a, someone who's not even listed in the top 30? Or do you have like a Jermaine Hopgood in your reserves ready to jump on, bang out 60 points? Fair, fair. All right. Well, I think maybe we just kind of like go through and, and build a team together and then yeah, like just kind of make the changes do. from there. So if I'm going to if I'm gonna build around my halfbacks, because that's where I'm going to be spending all my fucking money, Nathan and Nico are in there. Right, like they're my. Does he have fullback eligibility, Nico? Yet? No, or no, no. They've they've cut down hugely on jewels this year, so that there's only a very limited amount jewels. But they've made it so that every six rounds they'll update the jewels. Okay. So for the if, if Nico plays the first three rounds at fullback, but then the rest halfback round six, he'll be made fullback eligible as well. I reckon he'll get some time at fullback this year. They went from having a lot of fullbacks to having no fullbacks, especially with the I loss think, of Lockie Miller. Yeah, yeah and I think if. If something happens to Will Kennedy, they might play Trindle at seven and push him back. Maybe Tracy plays fullback, but I think you'll get a few games at fullback this year. Mm. Probably not enough to get him dual, but get a couple. Mm. Anything's possible, I guess. Anything's possible. Okay, so if we're going to build from there, maybe we go up to the hookers because I think that hookers probably a point of contention as well. You've got Harry Grant, the most expensive at 816K. And then third most expensive, Reese Robson, my guy, is only six seventy eight. Is there any benefit to maybe saving a little bit of money between Robbo oh, and, and Grant? So one of the 
there's a few different categories of players in Supercoach. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously the cheapies. So this it's a bit uh, open to interpretation, but I generally class cheapies as about 300 to 350K or below. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mid-rangers for about 350 to you know, 550 maybe, and then guns 550 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's out of that, there's also the must-haves. So the people that are just way too much value or way too good, like Nathan Cleary, he's a must-have. He's yep. way too good to leave out of your team. Um, then, it, again, it's open to interpretation. People have different opinions on players. But this year, one of the most owned players and super coaches, Brandon Smith. Like He's yep. over 50% owned, and that's just because last year, without a position, um, going to a new team now, starting hookup, probably 60 plus minutes and he's pretty cheap at 478k like he's someone i would consider a must-have and that's funny you say that he was the guy we're scrolling through the hookers now as you're talking and looking through the tears he was the guy we both stopped on and matt was circling with his little mouse and i was giving him a nod i was hitting him with the eyebrows eyebrows value there is unbelievable mate i think he's in for a big year Oh, absolutely. And like he, so last year he averaged 45 and a half super coach points. Mm-hmm. If you compare that to his past years, uh, in 2021, when he won hooker of the year, he averaged 68 points a game. Jeez. Wow. So, okay. uh, then 2021 again, a bit of an anomaly, but there's probably 20, 15 to 20 points of value there. Um, and without origin and things like that, playing in a top team, like it gives you a bit of the Roosters attack as well. Uh, mm. I would say he's a must have. Yeah, there's, there's definitely money so, to be made there. A, a question for me who's never played before, you buy a guy at his value. So his value, does that increase if he starts playing well and you can get some yeah, benefit absolutely. out of that? So How does that work? has a break even. Yep. So it'll generally start um, where, where they're priced at, their break even. So I can pull it up, for example. Um, Brandon Smith's break even to start is 45, which is what he averaged last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then players have to play three games for their prices to change. Okay. So, for example, they have they put so we put out their projections, and he's projected uh, forty five, fifty, and thirty nine in the first three rounds. I think he will get way more than that. The projections aren't exact, but it gives you a, a decent indicator. Mm. So, if he uh, averages fifty four points over the first nine rounds, he'll make eleven k. Oh, so okay. really? I think he'll average sixty points minimum. So he probably makes a hundred k there, maybe two hundred k. Jeez. Wow, and does that okay. mean you can bring guys in for that value? Yeah, absolutely. The, the biggest oh. thing um, is creating value in your team, finding those cheapies or yep. players who are underpriced and will make you bank. So last year, the the winner and most of the – because I, I finished, I think, 190-something, um, and everyone basically in the top 500 had a squad value of $1.3 million, mm-hmm. but everyone's salary cap at the start of the season was $10 million. Oh, wow. So it's about finding that value yeah. and getting players to increase their price and then moving them on and banking that cash. Okay, well, a guy that I – and you know what? I may have my navy-coloured glasses on, but a guy that I think that I, you can make some serious money from is Reese Robson this year. I mean, I think he's I think he's in for a big year. Um, if he's not already a top three hooker in the uh, in the NRL, then he will be this year, uh, if not number know, one. Supercoach-wise, possibly. NRL-wise, not near the top three. Oh, a big gap. A big well, when gap. you consider the top three, Damien Cook, Appy Corusel, and Harry Grant, there's a big drop off there. No, nah, see, I'm not a I'm not a cook guy. Yeah, we're not cook we're not we're cook not, truthers here. We're not cook know. truthers, man. We're just he's he's getting up there in age and it's I think it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors. I think there's a lot of what happens around him that makes him look good rather than him putting himself in those like putting his team in those positions. Personally. Personally, but Which I mean, I mean it's fair enough. It's a fair take. I might have my super coach colour 
glasses on. And is, is he in your squad? Year, cook? He averaged seventy-five and a half points compared to Reese Robson's sixty-four and a half. Ooh. So there's a, a over ten points there. But again, Supercoach isn't it exact reflective of NRL. Yeah, but like, he also hold on. He also played like four less matches, right? So like, if if you're going on like base points, right? If he played all of them and wasn't injured and wasn't fucking Damian Cook, then he he uh, historically probably doesn't get that, right? Oh, absolutely. That's the thing. Like, Supercoach isn't uh, transferable to NRL. Like, there's yeah. players who average amazingly in Supercoach and um, aren't that great NRL and vice versa. Like, mm. there, there's so many players that don't translate well to Supercoach. Like, Victor Radley, Nathan Brown, those guys, like, every run they do is – Liam Martin is the perfect example, actually. Like, every yeah. player is so aggressive and hard, but he averages crap in Supercoach. Yeah, I think this is where I get caught up in uh, NBA fantasy as well. I like, go to build a team that I want to be the coach of rather than – Statistics yeah. and yeah. going. Choose that statistics. bad guy who puts up twenty two on a bad team, right? Like that's yeah, what you gotta the do. Doug, the Doug McDermott's of the <laughs> world. <laughs> you, take <that laughs> you take that back, son. You take that. You back. have Dougie on your team. Don't I you? do. I have Dougie, Dougie on. Have I have Dougie, Dougie on like two of four of my teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking free money, baby. It's tough. Dougie, <laughs> Dougie McBuckets has uh, has hurt me this year <laughs> rather than helped me. So that's tough to see. It, All right, it's well, a bit money bally if that's. Yes. Like, yeah. Best way to look at it. It's yeah. more money ball. And you have to get rid of the guys who have like the intangibles. Like as you said, like Liam Martin and Nathan Brown, guys you want to have next to you on the field, you probably don't want to have them on uh have them on super coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the three runs of Dave Fafita will average like twenty points more than three runs of Liam Martin. Yeah. Okay, well speaking of David Fafita, let's go straight to the um second rows. We'll come back to the front row in a second. I, I need to have David Fafita in my team. That man is just a an absolute weapon. And you're right. Like he's, he's one of those must have, right? Like at under seven hundred K, he he is one of those must haves. We've we spoke about it earlier. He's a he's a guy that can have three touches and three fucking tries. So he's gotta See, be my, in the must team. Must have's a very uh very, very small list. Like David Fafita's a gun. He's someone easily gun and definitely he's he's in twenty percent of teams. Mm-hmm. And mo- most team builds currently only have one gun second rower, some maybe two, depending on how your team's set up. Yep. And that kind of gun second row spot is between Dave Fafita, Angus Crichton, and Cam Murray for most people. Yep. Okay. So it's kind of picking one of the three. Some people are stretching their team out to fit two in, sacrificing elsewhere, but most teams, most serious teams are choosing one of those three. I will so say Isaiah having, Yo doesn't even fit into that gun mod. Well, I think he does no. a lot. He does lots of intangible stuff. I think I had Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo on my draft team last year and Cam Murray just outperformed Isaiah Yo every week. Mm. Oh yeah. Cam like he just, just was a, a beast. Yeah. Mm. But then you look at our team of the weeks and it was just literally like Isaiah Yo. And I mean, Cam that's Murray, the difference. Isaiah, yeah, Cam Murray. Just those two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. NRL wise, Isaiah Yo is a, like for me a top five player. Mm, but in yeah. Supercoach, he averaged like five less points than Cam Murray, 13 points less than Isaiah Papali. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's like, he, he gets through a lot of work, but he's also – that's the thing. You also want to find value. Like in Dave Fafita, last year was a really shit year for him. Um, mm. This year, with a bounce back, there's still value in him, so he's still making a bit of money. You're getting him for unders basically. Whereas Isaiah, yo, it probably repeats last year. Like last year was incredible for him, but he doesn't improve on that probably. Yeah. Who who's so your improved. who's your gun back rower of choice this year? Who are you leaning towards? Right now, I'm Cam Murray. Yep. And that's where the buy kind of comes into play because Angus Crichton has that buy around four, Dave Fafita round five. Uh, my team's kind of set up to take as minimal damage from those early buys as possible. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's the thing. You kind of got to think about, do you want to know, if you've got a gun or a must-have, do you want him to have the early buy or the late buy? It's, mm. See, it's, it's about who's your backup. And do you yeah. have enough depth yeah. to combat that? Like if you're happy with your 18th or 19th man jumping in there, then, yeah, it's fair enough. But it's pretty hard to get that depth, like that amazing depth early on as well. Mm. Well, where's the value in the backups for the second rollers for you? Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, he's he's yeah. that guy. He's, he's someone that you'll get in for, he's about 300K and he will be... Uh, you won't trade him out. He'll be too good, I reckon. He's gonna so have he, he's he's gonna have a great NRL year too this year, Jermaine Hopgood. Oh, he's the raps I, on. I this. honestly have him as a smoky for Queensland. If yeah. there's enough, if there's injuries in the pack, I think he's a smoky. I've seen him play since he was like 17 years old for Penrith, and he just is a weapon. He's a freak, he, he is yeah. just he's gonna give it all. Mm-hmm. What do we think of maybe uh, a bounce back here from Kurt Capel um, coming into nah. this year? No, nah. There's no, there's no value in. He's never been a super coach, really relevant player. Okay. Um, the Josh Schuster is the big one. He's currently the most owned player in super coach, mm-hmm. but he's also second row and five eight mm. as a dual, so you could have him in either position. Uh, the the may a lot of um, mid range value here. So the three fifty to five fifty k. The big ones, Luke Garner. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming he gets a second row spot on Penrith, people are just unsure of his minutes, so they're a bit hesitant. Ellie Katoa as well, or yeah. pretty much either of the Storm Edges, if with Trent Loyaro there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Chan maybe. There's likes of Tom Gilbert, who's front row and second row as well, hopefully starting at lock. So there's a few, uh, Teague Wilson for the Sharks. He's yeah. um, a shout with that second row spot, but then also Wade Graham could be floating on the bench. It might impact his minutes there. So there's definitely a few mid-range spots. It's just about finding the right one, and hopefully the second week of trials kind of helps us out there. Yeah, well, with that coming up, it's, uh, it's definitely – I'm going to have to get the pen and paper out for sure, I think. The old school scouting. Old school scouting. Um, all right, well, let's jump back. Uh, the front row forwards, who do you have a must-have in this category? Yeah, Stefano Utoikamanu. Oh, oh love me some Utoikamanu. Oh, bro, yeah. I've got six degrees of separation with that guy. My partner went to school with his partner, and, and like, that's my connection to Big Steffi. Love Big Steffi. There you Steffi. go. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, he's a beast. He was already in, floating around in a lot of teams before mm. the trial, but that first trial where it's just it's kind of confirmed of most people and now people are saying he's getting the starting spot. Um, he deserves Tigers. it, man. And playing with yeah. playing with Appy and mm. and some some new See, good players like, in there, I, he's gonna he's gonna improve. And people are gonna forget about him too because he had like an injury ridden year last year, barely touched mm. the field. Like so he's gonna come out like a ton owned, of bricks. Most of the super coach owned him in twenty twenty one, and when he went on that like amazing try scoring run, everyone was in love with him. And then mm. last year, he kind of dipped off, had the injuries like you said, but. No, this year he seems pretty primed. It's like if Spencer Lenu was playing 45 minutes with Appy there. Mm, like that's yeah, true. Out. Like he's going to score six-plus tries. Yeah. Like he's he, um, just a freak. That year he got called up in the Queensland squad even. Like that's how good he is. Mm. Uto, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, New South Wales. Oh, New, New South, South Wales. Sorry, New South, South Wales. Wales. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah, of, he was um, in the reserves there. He was in that development Kaylee, the other. I think the other Dragons front row, McKaylee, was Queenslander. Okay. Yes, yeah, oh, Josh was he? St- oh, my old friends, Smolo or something. One of them. Yeah, there was another one. But yeah, Stefano was a freak that year. He was, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, in front row, there's a few different ways. Like some people are going pretty heavy on two guns. Um, mm-hmm. So two, uh, like Payne Haas, Tarpane, Cotter, those types. Um, Tino as well. But yeah, Tino is currently the most expensive front rower, believe it or not. Had a uh, super coach wise, that run at the end of the year, he just went absolutely insane and, 
and blew everyone out of the park. Tarpany last year career year was uh, again absolutely insane. From about round before round ten, his average was like mid fifties, early fifties. Mm. Mm. The round eleven period to the end of the season, he averaged almost eighty super coach points a game, which is Oh, like wow. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. So people, again, thinking he can replicate that early on and starting with him, so there's possibly value there. But even just locking in the two best front rowers in Supercoach early on is possibly a play. Mm-hmm. But yeah. front row is quite like super, uh, a second row. There's a lot of mid-rangers that are of really good value. So in that 350 to 450 spot, there's the likes of Christian Welch, Daniel Saifidi, Tom Gilbert, Luke Thompson, um, Corey Horsburgh, uh, Lindsay Collins. There's quite a few there to pick from. Um, mm. Out of that list, I really am leaning towards Daniel Taifidi. I think he's in for a big year, yep. big comeback year. So I think there's decent value in him. Especially with um, Clem out the side, like someone's going to have to step up. And if it's not going to be yeah. big frizzy, then it's going to no, have to be no. him or Fitzgibbon. Daniel Taifidi, Eric, it's primed for that. And he had dealt with injuries last year, COVID, early preseason. So he didn't really have a preseason last year. Mm. He took off Fiji for the World Cup to focus on the Knights. So I think he's in for a big year. Yep. Um, also, like Christian Welch as well, he's pretty. He, he's heavily discounted on him previously. So in 2021, he averaged about 59 points. Um, last year, only played one game, wasn't even the full game. So he's priced at about a 44 average. Yep. So I hope he can get back to that, you know, near 60 average mark. There's decent value in him there too. I'm just worried about coming off that Achilles injury. It's just, it's it's a tough one to come off of. Yeah. Um, he's looking good, like everything that I'm seeing on social media and like stuff. He's dropped a bit of weight. He's too. dropped a bit of weight. He's moving pretty well, but he just like, we were watching that game and it was just like there was a sniper in the stadium. Like he just went down. Yeah, clutching straight right. away. So it's Can, like, it's I'll tough. T- I'll tell you what Ford impressed me on the weekend in the first week of trials, Ryan Sutton. Ryan Sutton. Ryan Sutton impressed yeah. me. I don't know if it was just a revenge game against the Raiders or what it was, but he was really electric. Look, there's a bit of talk, like, and he's only really an option in Supercoach if he's the starting third. Yeah, I, yeah. Off I the agree. bench, there's just not enough value no. in it there. Uh, I, and I don't, I don't think he'll be the starter week one. I think he, no, I think he I could think work his way. Uh, so do I. And I think he can work his way into starting either at prop or maybe 13 come the end of the year or or back half, but I don't think he'll start. I agree, but he was he was yeah. a weapon on the weekend. He was good. Is Jesse Bromwich another one of those intangible guys that yeah. doesn't translate over? Oh, he's also a hundred years old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is a hundred years old, but I mean, he's he's like he's relatively cheap, right? Four twenty nine. Like it's not it's not. Yeah, but he just doesn't get through work. He only breaking. plays forty minutes a game, and true, he do, he just doesn't do a whole lot. Like uh, that's the thing. A lot of captains and leaders, they their best value is their like leadership. They yeah, don't, yeah, that yeah. doesn't translate to work. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Cam McInnes, then yeah, well, he was the exception to that. Yeah, he's something else. What are you looking at, Lockie? What are you looking, looking at? at? Oregon Gafusi, and same thing. He won't start come round one, but I think he could work his way into that starting spot with Toby Rudolph and someone else drop back. I really like how he plays. He only averaged yeah, what? Right. Looking here, what does say he has? Thirty six point two. Thirty six. So so not so nothing really any worth it, but. Maybe be, someone to keep an eye on, but it's not someone you to look to start at. Yeah. Like the, you want to start with players who are going to make you money early on where you see the value. And then, you know, if Oregon for Kafusi after 10 rounds does get a starting spot, maybe you drop someone mm. down who's like a Christian Welch or Daniel Saifidi if they've made you a bit of money. Yeah. You take that cash to the bank and then hopefully Kafusi gets a price rise. 
Okay, all right. Well, I think I'm going to need to start to see some of these uh, some of these budget guys come through because I'm I'm losing money quickly. I'm into less than four million I mean, left. There's a decent amount of um, front row cheapies and second row cheapies are all around the 200 to 250k mark. So uh, I'm really big on Davy Mowali as well from mm-hmm. the South. So I think he'll like and those type of guys. They are going to be starting from the bench, but that's fine. They'll plot along, hopefully jump in the starting eventually. Um, so I quite like him. Uh, as a front row bench option. Mm-hmm. Second row, there's there's a few that can jump in there. Trey Mooney, Brendan Piakura, um, Justin Matamua from the Tigers. Like just there, you kind of have them placeholders until you see that first team list round one. Yep. But there's a few different options there that could make money long term. Yeah, nice. Okay. Not bad, not bad. Freed up some caps moving those guys. That has freed up a little bit of cap. I went into uh, Mawali and Justin Matamua as well. So that's given us back another like 400 plus K. So four or 500 K. All right. Well, let's jump down into the five eights and uh, who am I going to be putting along Matt alongside Matt Burton? Yeah. So most people are doing the the Josh Schuster is a second five, eight Mm -hmm. and then running one gun five, eight initially, you know, Munster was obviously in, in talks, but with the news of his recent injury and that he won't be kind of the 100% fit round one, um, mm-hmm. most people have gone off him. Mm-hmm. The, Matt Burton is the most popular option besides Josh Schuster at 5'8". So Matt Burton's about 40% owned and for obvious reasons, you know, kick out beside him now, a whole new Bulldogs outfit with Reed Marnie there too and looks like he's in for a big year. And there's a lot of value in him as well because he only averaged 56 points last year. Mm-hmm. You'd expect that to be like mid-60s at least this year. Yep. Um, the big one to rival Matt Burton this coming season is Adam Dwayne. Yeah, okay. I've seen that too. And I think that's one of the opposite ones where it's like a good NRL player, like not great super coach player, where he might be a great super coach player, but not great. See, that's the thing. I, I think Matt Burton is a great NRL player, not fantastic at super coach. Yeah. But I think Adam Dwayne is a far better super coach yeah, player. Yeah, they than seem NRL. like they're they're kind of the inverse of each other there, don't they? Yeah, I mean, so Adam Dwayne, he's just involved in everything and he loves to run it. Like, he loves to, all the players to go through him. Like, mm. he is just in, super incredibly involved. And that's mm. what, those are the guys you want in your super coach team, the hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cr- like looking at the five, looking at the five eight list for like prices. Like, yeah, Munster, D Brown, Brumo, Dwayne, Dearden, Cody Walker, Matty Burton, Luai. So strange. Mm. Yeah, it, like it, uh, five eight is definitely one that doesn't like. Jerome Luai is a top three five eight. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't. Like, it's do pretty hard for yeah. people to say otherwise after the World Cup. But he's uh, priced the eighth best five eight. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Now that's. That's tough. There's something to uh, head scratch. A, a, a guy that maybe we should invest in early. How about Isaiah Katoa? That's early. I think I don't think you'll start for a while. I yeah. think you'll get. I think you'll start eventually this year, but not yet. But as the realm man himself said, I only have to pick four guys on my bench, right? If I've got four guns on my bench and I don't need to play around with Isaiah Katoa, there's some money to be made there. If he ends up taking that spot from Sauce and it only yeah. takes six to ten weeks, anything's the possible, issue, right? The issue is there. If in these positions, there's only two players. So if you have Matt Burton and Isaiah Katoa, Matt Burton gets injured round one, then you've got no one in your 5'8". So you have to True. trade out Matt Burton or you have to take 16 players. True. So mm. you're better off taking those risks where you can get the extra player. Oh, absolutely. Early on, you want like uh, 24, 23 at the very, very, very least playing yeah. Even if they're coming off the bench uh, as uh, one of your cheapy options, like a, a Moale or Trey Mooney, something mm-hmm. like that, if they come to the bench, that's fine, mm-hmm. as long as they're making cash. So you want as many playing as possible, especially this year with the buys. You're already going to be missing a couple of players off your bench because there's mm-hmm. going to be players sitting out. Yep. Like if you've got Cleary, Luke Garner, 
uh, you know, a couple of Penrith plays. You're already missing out on a few there in round three. Well, I, didn't even think, as, I didn't even think of like with the buy, like the loading up mm. the teams. There's going to be people yeah, screwed by that. So yeah. key this year. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, I don't like it, but I've gone Josh Schuster as my backup. I'm not not massive <laughs> well, on Josh he, Schuster. He's, but one, like, he's probably the guy to own. So him and Jermaine Hopgood, they are the two most owned players. Perfect. Well, I got that is both. insane that... Like, it's just value. Like it it's is the value. Like, I know, that you and get I know you, you have to you have to take away the names and look at them as more like stocks than you would like a player. Oh, absolutely. And you, it's just you only look at the, the if price. someone was like to me, Schuster and Jermaine Hopgood are the two most owned. I'd be looking at you on crack. But I mean, it does make sense when you go through why. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not like we're going to own Schuster for the entire season. You, yeah. You, hopefully, he makes enough money in the first ten rounds. You can flick him on when it comes to the first Origin game. Yeah. So he's made enough money there. Mm. All right. Well, again, I have my navy glasses on, and you cannot talk me out of this. So I'm going to be looking for some budgets in the wings and centers, or maybe the fullbacks. But Valentine Holmes needs to be in my team. I fucking love Valentine Holmes. He's the kicker. He's the fucking engine horse. He's the guy that averaged almost seventy last year. I just love him. He has to be in my team, and he's picked. You can't talk me out of him. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, that's one you can't really argue against. Like a lot of teams as well. That <laughs> it's kind of similar to second row. They're set up to have one gun. Center wing, yeah. Um, Joey Manu's too out of price. Like he's, he's too high. You want to wait till he's playing fullback around that origin period to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Val Holmes. The thing is with the Cowboys, they have that great early draw. Like that round one to twelve, they have by far the best draw, and I'm pretty sure they don't have a buy in that period either. So yeah, that like he, Val Holmes is currently 25% owned. So he's the sixth most owned center wing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, there's definitely that. Like if if Cowboys are firing early doors, he's getting points. So you just want to hope they carry over that 2022 form. Perfect. Who have you got in your uh, in your sights for for these seven positions? Like, how the fuck are you supposed to divvy up the money seven ways? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> See, that's the thing. I've gone all seven cheap center wings. Oh, so you have one gun. gun. No gun. This is where I've cut to to bring in guns elsewhere. This is how I've afforded Nathan Cleary, Nicker Hines, Harry Grant, Dwayne Murray. Yeah. Like I've cut back at center wing, and that's purely because the most options for cheapies that I'm going to make money in the long term. So my most expensive center wing is Hayes Perham, who's 370k. Wow. Who's After probably going to play fullback anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Like there'll be money there. Fullbacks are just point accumulators. Yeah. Um, the most owned center wing is Paul Alamotti. He should be in everyone's side. He will be, yeah, he, he will be a great player. Well, he's um, in my side, so don't stress about that. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's bottom dollar, so he is the cheapest you can get in Supercoach. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, Charles Nikoklokstar as well. He's yeah, almost as owned as Paul Alamotti. He's about 330K, fullback for Warriors, hopefully kind of a redemption year for him. Yep. Uh, there's a few, Hammer. He's around that. He, he's kind of in the same mold as CNK, fullback for the Dolphins now. Is he supposed a, to play round one? The yeah. Hammer? Is he back for round one? Yeah, yeah I believe Yeah, so. the talks are he is, but we're still waiting. Hopefully his name next week. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be nice to see him next week get a run, but. Yeah. Another bottom dollar cheapie who is pretty locked into starting round one and pretty had a pretty good um, trial debut was Khan Pereira from the Titans. Yep. Um, then you've got the Valentine Holmes types. Valence Tuare from the Dolphins. I'm not sure he's starting round one now, so that's kind of a wait and see. But, mm-hmm. but hopefully he is because then that's another bottom dollar play you can chuck into your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Tyrell Sloan, a bit of Dragons flavor. I had the buy round one, so he won't actually be in my 17, but I'm happy to play a Khan Pereira or Alamotti early doors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then I've got Tommy Talau in, but he's a bit of a um, placeholder. So just around that price range, there's a few options like Remus Smith, um, the Hammer as well. There's there's a few around that price range that I'm happy just to wait and see for the round one team list before deciding on. Yeah, that's the trickiest spot, isn't it? That wing center you can you can kind of go so many ways with that. Yeah, well, I've seen teams that have run Holmes, Brian Toto, like they've had guns in there, but kind of they're lacking elsewhere. They've had to sacrifice a Nico Hines or Cam Murray or Harry yeah. Grant for it or a fullback. And I just see there's a lot of value in center wing and there's I can get points elsewhere. Fair, fair. All right. Well, considering I've taken Valentine Holmes, that probably takes me out of like the James Tedesco sweepstakes. Where, where have you gone in your terms of fullbacks? See, this is where I've gone pretty heavy. I've gone at the moment. See, again, this team isn't locked in by any means. I change it a thousand times a day, but I'm pretty set on uh, Latrell Mitchell and James Tedesco at the moment. Must be nice. Couple of big boys. 1.6 mil right there. Holy damn. Fuck, I know. I I did have drinky in there over Teddy for a while. Oh, I can get behind that. that. Yeah, at the moment, Latrell is 100% locked in for me. I think he'll be – him and Cleary and Hines will be the best super coach players. And Latrell end of year, uh, post-USA, was just an absolute freak. Yeah, and I don't want to miss out on any if of he that. Br- if he brings that round one, holy shit, they're going to be hard to stop. Oh, this thing, like, and he, he steps up against those tough teams like the Sharks, Panthers, Roosters first up. He yeah. could easily average 80-plus points over those three games. Yeah. I mean, he's just a freak, and he does that against everyone and anyone. Um, that second fullback spot's a bit more open for me. So there's a few in contention. There's James Tedesco, like I currently have. There's also Scott Drinkwater, like I mentioned. Um, then there's obviously the big one, Tommy Turbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Turbo is pretty heavily discounted considering his performance last year. He only averaged 61 points. In 2021, he averaged 143, which yeah, is wow. like, I can't even put that into terms. It's, it's like if LeBron came out and averaged 60 points a game and 20 rebounds and 10 assists. Like, that's what it will equivalent to in fantasy. Yeah, wow. Okay. Insane. So just, like, it blew every record out of the park. No one had averaged near 100 before. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, fucking hell. Yeah, and now he's priced. So to start 2022, he was priced 1.2 million. Mm-hmm. So now he's priced less than half of what he was last year. So so many people are going for him, and for obvious reasons, like it's Tommy Turbo. You kind of have to find a way to, to fit that in, isn't it? Just on the off chance, on the chance that he's, you know, close to that form, you kind of have to yeah. try and find a way to get him in there. Yeah, so that's why I'm starting with someone higher priced because it's easier to go down to him if he is firing than yep. to go up if he isn't. Yep. So I'm happy to start with Teddy playing for the first few rounds. And Roosters do have a good draw first up, Dolphins, Warriors, then Souths, um, and then the buy around four. So I think I'm, I'm going to hold Teddy for that buy around four, just kind of reassess my options. If Turbo is not playing fantastic um, and Teddy's not playing fantastic, I can go drinky and get a Cowboy for that really juicy draw. Mm. Or if Turbo is firing, then I can go down to him. I have 250K in the bank there to spend elsewhere on the team. Yeah. Or if Teddy is firing, then I have James Tedesco. Yeah, yeah either way, you're like kind of pretty sorted. It's a yeah. of a win-win. So uh, it's just minimizing risk, really. I'm really struggling here because I've got – I'm trying to get away where I can get – Latrell in there, but I'm just out of money. Like there's just no, and this is, I guess this is like the fucking the point of it. This is the point of it. I understand that this is the, don't look at me like that. I understand this is the point of it. I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm deep in the trenches now and I'm struggling. It's so hard to sacrifice. Like for me, like I, I'm pretty settled on the all cheapies center wings, but my front row forward, I've only got 
two mids. Like I'm missing out on a Tarpany and Payne Haas, and they could come out and average seventy plus over the first few rounds, and then I'm I'm basically screwed because mm. then I have to try and figure out a way to get them in. Why can't we just be like the Roosters and just get who we want? Why can't we just yeah. figure out that way? Just, <laughs> just come play for us, bro. You'll be sweet. You'll love it. Yeah. I would rather not have Jackson Paulo on my team. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we're fucking, we're an anti-Jackson Paulo he's, pod here, he bro. He actually scored a nice try at the trials. I watched it and I was like, oh, oh, he's I was fucking... like, we might eat, we might eat shit on this nah. take, but I was like, nah, fuck, it's Jackson Paulo. Nah, I've seen fuck him fuck him. up way more than I've seen him do good. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> Uh, so it's like you, you'll never be happy with whatever side you make. Like you'll always find issues or if you might be happy for five minutes and then later on you're like, nah, changing this, changing that, changing my complete team setup. So you'll never fully be happy with it. And a lot will change obviously with the trials coming up this weekend mm. and then round one TLT. So it's just, yeah, there'll be a lot of changes and you'll never fully be happy with it until round one lockout. I'm just trying to figure out where I can go like fucking absolute cheap and get the guys in there that I want to get. Oh, I think I figured it out, but I'm just going to have some guys that aren't playing. And that obviously doesn't, that doesn't bode well. Let's go, let's go through your team. Hook it a fullback. All right. Hook it a fullback. Can I just say, why does it go from a hook, hook it a fullback? Yeah. It should go fullback down. Shouldn't it? I don't know. I'm just always, when you did that, look at it, you did that graphic. Yeah. Like at the end of the year, and you're the like, oh, so our super coach did it, and I yeah. was just really confused because I was like, why the well, fuck? Well, I mean, that's the way the super coach did yeah, it, so that's the way that I did it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Do you want me to go starters and then we'll do the bench, or do you want me to do starter bench, starter bench, starter bench? Uh, we'll go position by position. Okay, all right. So, so the hookers. All hookers and all forwards. Hookers, I've got the hectic cheese, and then I've got Reese Robson. All yeah. right. Solid. In the front row, I've got Dan Saifidi and Ruben Cotter, and then my boy mm-hmm. Stefano and Moali yep. sitting on the bench. I've got Dave Fafita, Tom Gilbert, and Luke Garner starting in the second row. And then I've got Katoa, Matamua, and Jermaine Hopgood on the bench. Yeah. So I think I think that's where you can find money. Um, Hopgood is far and away good enough to be your fourth second rower. Mm-hmm. So I think you'd be able to drop uh, like a Tom Gilbert down to a cheapie. Tom so maybe like a, even like Jack Howarth or something who might not play straight away. But see, it's a bit different to having an Isaiah Katoa because Jack Howarth is in either center wing or second row and there's six players or seven players in those. He's not locked in. Like you're never going to be forced to play him. Okay, perfect. Well, you just saved me a nice bit of money there. Uh, halfbacks, my fucking non-negotiables, Cleary and Hines. Yep, um, on you, board. You talked me into Adam Dwayhe. And, uh, and Josh <laughs> so Schuster. It's, it's pretty much 5 It's just him versus Burton. Yeah. Josh Schuster is the backup. I like that's see, how everyone's pretty much feeling it. I would love I would love Burton, but, you know, with the man on my shoulder as well talking about how they're inverse of each other and one's a great football player and the other one's a great fantasy player. I'm in it for points, right? Yeah. You I need, need to, to move win. away I mean, from... was great super coach wise when he was playing left centre for Panthers. Wish he never oh, left. Oh, yeah, well... Uh, same. I was going to say... Wish, there's he was, a, <laughs> wish he was still there, bro. Don't there's worry, a Panther in the room. Isaac Tunga pretty solid. Oh, fuck, he's good. And we haven't even seen the best of him. Like, that's the craziest part. I will say this. I was talking to you and, like, obviously being around, like, from the air, Area. Family is like involved in the club a bit. Yeah. Like everyone you speak to when you're like, oh, how like May, Taruva, like Tungo, they're all like good. And everyone's like, no, like Isaac is by far like 
the best. They talk about him yeah. like the same way that they talk about Stephen Crichton. They do. They like do. Just, they're so just strange. like fucking it's, Stephen is As long as you don't guy. look at his Instagram stories, you're, you're pretty yeah, much... Yeah, look like... <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them boys there. There's a head-scratching moment or two. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty red-hot, a few of them fellas. I don't know what's going on there, but I, I mean... Think maybe next point to invest in the club is maybe the media team maybe and just like pulling them along the side and just being like, hey, boys, what are you fucking... What are we going mean, on e- here? Everyone... Yeah, everyone talks about it. It's the way they talk about Crichton when he was... yeah. Young, well, still young, but like yeah. when he was younger, is exactly how they talk about. Yeah, him. when he like wasn't twenty four. Yeah, imagine he was like fucking nineteen. Or yeah, that. imagine, <laughs> imagine. Um, all right, and then in the in the wing centers, I got Val Alamotti, uh, Hayes Perham, who they were calling Perham on the fucking yeah, call the weird. other day. Yeah. That was so weird. Were you listening to the Triple M call the other day? No, not Triple M. Oh, Maroon oh, and uh, in the car Wade the Graham out. were in the car on the way out and they were saying, Hayes Perham. And I'm like, surely that's oh, not Hayes. The, w- the worst one was we watched the start of the All-Stars game on KO and like, Preston, Ricky and Jordan Ricky were playing. Yeah. And they're like, look at this, two brothers linking up. The Ricky and then, brothers. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not brothers. I was like, because pr- Preston and Ricky plays Penn. I was like, I'm pretty sure, not uh, brothers. pretty sure they're not and related. And we were listening to Triple M when we were driving to the game and they're like, yep, there's Preston Ricky, not related to Jordan Ricky. <laughs> like just made sure to say it and I was like fucking hell guys come on like yeah. how hard is this it is what it is uh, and then I've got Chance in there I'm a big Chance fan anyway so like yeah, him being cheap that's right. fine uh, the hammer love the hammer wish we didn't let him go but you know he needs to let his wings fly somewhere else uh, Cam Pereira and I went ultra cheap because I was just trying to get money in there um, Felody plays for the West Tigers he was Gosh, the Felody? cheapest guy there yeah he had a good trial. Is he any chance to play, you reckon? Nah. <laughs> nah. nah. Not early on. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, these guys aren't like, – like, they'll be placeholders. These are ones you just well, kind of keep some... in your side around that price point, and then when it comes to the trials or Teamless Tuesday, that's when you flick them out. Well, so I've got some, got, money got, now to, got some money now to play with, so I can upgrade my fullback a little bit because I had Bailey Hodgson in there with Latrell. Latrell's obviously starting – um, yeah. But I saved a little stack bit of the money. Positions that are most important, and in Supercoach, fullback and halfback are the two by far the most important positions. Mm. So that's kind of that, that's why I've stacked it pretty heavily and gone cheaper elsewhere because those are the most like most important positions by far. Yeah, I'm just I don't like even even like making that money back. The best option is Dane Laurie, and I fucking just don't rate Dane Laurie whatsoever. Um, so I'm just uh, trying so that, to that's one where the money. cheapest fullback in your side should probably be Tommy Turbo. Maybe, maybe I'm not saying I'm on board with this, but Ponga. Yeah, I'm not on board with it either. Lachlan said that before you jumped on. He was like, "Do we just kind of like get Ponga for like the price that he's at?" I'm like, "No, I can't. I can't trust him." He seems at a decent price. Knights round one to six is really good. Mm, yeah, the thing is, Knights also not great, and yeah. they've got Lockie Miller who's just joined the club. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponga won't be playing anything up until round one. So he's come out today and said he's he's good for eighty minutes. Like he's locked into eighty minutes round one. Mm. But even then, like you don't know what the Knights going to come out like. Even though they have a really good run round one to six, you just don't know how they're going to perform. Also, the man's going to have the ball in his hands more, and he's already got a fucking egg for a head. Like it's fragile as fuck. So as soon as he goes down with one head knock, he's gone. So I've actually, since we've been talking, I've played around with it a little bit. I did sneak Tommy in there and I've got Scott Drinkwater in at the fullback, hoping that possibly he plays out of his mind the first couple of weeks and I can sell him up for Latrell. I mean, Drinky's a solid option. I'm pretty big on Drinky as well. Oh, I love Drinky. Um, I love Drinky. Of course you got Cowboys. Uh, Of course I got Cowboys. Hammer looming on the bench. He's pretty locked into big minutes every week. 
yeah. he wasn't before. Yeah. Um, so no, I like I, I like Drinky. I have seen a few teams go around with no Latrell Teddy, like with this exact combo Drinky Turbo. So it is mm-hmm. a viable fullback option. I, I think you're just hoping that Turbo kind of plays out of his skin or something, get some value out of Drinky. Well, and thing, then- at, at Turbo's worst, he's probably a, a 65, 70 average, and, that, and that's at his very worst. Mm. And with his team around it, like Manly isn't a great team, like you said earlier in the podcast. Like they're just – their four-pack is dog shit. Yeah, absolute dog shit. So, so that's probably like about – like what it, there is some value in him for sure. He's only average – his price at a 60 average, he probably does push that to a 70. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you just want to hope it's it, he can – match it match the teddies and latrells all right well i'm not sold but uh i think this is a pretty good place to start so i can start start tinkering play around from there um all right well yeah well now i feel like i've got a bit more of a grasp on it so i really appreciate uh appreciate all the help my guy that's really good all good one thing i will play because there'll be a few um beginners listening to this one as well uh Mm -hmm. i'm on the sc talk or supercoach talk podcast and write for them every week we've recently released our mega guide which is an analysis on every team and every player in supercoach um the link's on our website nrlsupercoachtalk.com it's 15 bucks and yeah yeah, i was gonna say it's pretty affordable i had a look at it we update it every week we we released a new update today um, so after trials, we update some players and they, what we grade them and what we start with them and our predicted seven teams for every team as well. Perfect. So yeah. All right. I, uh, the links on my Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, I love a good read, so I think I'm going to go and uh, go and cop that to be I, sure. I do love how big Supercoach has gotten the last few years. I can't remember what. We probably would have been in high school when it started. Yeah. And it was always <laughs> like on the back of the Telegraph or whatever. They kind of were like, yeah, we do this. And now it's legit turning into like the American There's fantasy There's a culture, bro. Stuff. Well, so There's you hear culture. it in the commentators as well. Yeah. Like, like you'll hear Andrew Bosco, oh, Supercoach players will love that run. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I would love it like when you start, like eventually this will happen for all kind of broadcast spot. But when you have alternate broadcasts, one of them will be like, like a fantasy slash super coach mm. feed and you have yeah. someone like yourself talking about it and kind of going over the impact of stuff and it will just be f- solely kind of focused on that while watching the game yeah well yeah, guru's I, doing I, that I, now with some of his some of his um, yeah uh internet I've thought feeds about doing something along those lines me and some mates have talked about doing like live kind of watch alongs where we talk about like have our super coach teams up who we are playing and, and even like bets or like a live betting stuff yeah. like that mm. i know i, I know the, gambl- the gambling thing would be a cool one to do like mm. You could track the prop bets and do the over tracking over under and everything. That would be a yeah. Cool and just seeing the pain in people's eyes when, they're yeah, the yeah. when you get that yeah. last minute, like the other teams definitely won, so they give up and let the try in, and it like throws off yeah. all the thirteen pluses. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's big toughies. All right, well, Alex, the man, the myth, the legend from rugby league realm. We really appreciate you coming on, uh, helping our super coach newbies to. Um, yeah, to get a bit of a team together. We will have to have you on throughout the year to see how our progress is going. Um, you can tell us, you know, where we can where we can pick up and drop and do all that kind of stuff. I think we need to maybe get a little bit of a regular segment going. What do you reckon, man? Yeah, I'm keen for that. I'm Perfect. Keen. We Beautiful. can do um, regular updates on each other's teams, how we're tracking and who we're looking at. Awesome. All right, well, we will um, we'll tee that up. We'll be in the bottom of the dregs and uh, obviously – in the positions of the thousands while you're just chilling up there in the tens and hundreds, but that's okay. Cause it's all about getting involved and getting into the spirit. We'll have to get on top of that, uh, on top of the handbook as well. And, and keep in line with that because and shamelessly steal your ideas and your thoughts and, and claim like, them as oh, our that's own. That's what I'm here for. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm happy to, I put everything out into the world 
Yeah, it, Supercoach is great because before I was playing it, like I wasn't like I love the NRL, but I just wasn't hugely invested. Like I didn't care about a lot of the games. Mm. Whereas now, mm-hmm. like Tigers Titans, I'm like I'm not missing a single second of it. Yeah, like, well, I'm 100 uh, addicted to every single game now because of this. And you yeah. watch it, you watch the Tigers Titans as that one try in the fucking 78th minute, and you're like, what did <laughs> I just do That's for it. an like, hour and it, a half of my life? It makes me watch it way more intense. Like you 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 notice things in games you yeah, never pick I, up on before. I just, I, yeah. I agree. Last year was the first time we probably did. Yeah, oh, and I think I, a lot of it was the podcast, right? Was like, I did because I I didn't do the other two years. I was away. Yeah, for, year. So for last, draft. So last year was the first time I really did the draft, and I was really getting. And especially as you said, like I've I've got Cam Murray, so I was watching South games. I was yeah. making sure like, I watched all the games anyway, pretty much. But I was really making sure to keep an eye on what he was doing. Mm. And it, during the week, if there was any Cam Murray news, I was all over it. Mm. Mm, was it sure. like who, who cares about a new Titans winger coming through or every super coach player? Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah like, exactly. Who yeah. would give a shit about Khan Pereira coming through unless you're a Titans fan or a super coach player? You're, yeah, you're and yeah, and every that, single second of and it. And that's the thing you see some some young guy, you know, have, have a good first outing, and you think, oh, he might be like, I could maybe get, pick him up, he might turn into something. And yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. No, it's giving me a whole new aspect and like just footy in general, and it's so good. Like, um, yeah, it's changed it completely for me. Perfect. Well, we're hoping to catch the bug as well. As I said, mate, thank you very much. Everybody listening to the podcast, make sure that you keep an eye out over the weekend for our code to join. Okay, we're going to get a bit of a lead going. We're going to get everything happening and a moving and a shaking. And we said the other week, if you want to be a part of the fifth and dribble universe, we're going to get a bit of a discord going. We're also going to have some openings in our draft league so if you're interested in that make sure to hit us up in the dms um, we will get a code to you we'll get that sorted thank you again to alex from rugby league realm do you have anything else that you want to plug my guy before we sign off no the instagram is pretty firing we're getting everything lined up for the uh start of the season so i'll be uh what i put out for the indigenous game is something i want to be putting out for every single round so that was fantastic i, I was, was loving, yeah. i was fucking loving that i've content. been sitting on those card designs for a while i've been so like, <laughs> itching to put them out i oh. just had to wait until the full team list are out before i could do it they pretty- were they were delicious so you had me absolutely frothing for those so i'm excited to see what you can put out next year i'm excited to see what we can do together potentially yeah, next year absolutely Shout out to everybody that listened. Really appreciate it. Shout out to the cover, uh, the Bella Vista uh, Hills Podcasting Studio. Shout out to you as well. Shout out to you, Lachlan. Shout out to you, Matty. And we will see you in the next one. Thanks. See you then.